Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in, everybody. Another edition College Football Venom, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. I am your host, Aaron Torres. Hope everybody's doing well. How about this? It's crazy. I know, cannot believe it. I'll say this. We're not going to do a week zero preview on this show. I know everybody wants to get their bets in. I know everybody's fired up. But listen, you want to bet New Mexico State, UMass, that's on you. You want to bet USC is a six-touchdown favorite against San Jose State, that's fine. We will do a full week one preview next week. But today, we are still ripping through our conference and division previews. By now, you've heard me talk SEC East. You've heard me talk SEC West, Big Ten East, Big Ten West, and Pac-12 last week. Today, it is the Big 12, baby. That is right. Fascinating year in the Big 12. Four new teams coming in. Final year for Texas and Oklahoma. The rating, national runners-up, by the way, TCU is in this conference. So we are going to jump in full speed ahead, Big 12 here momentarily. Should mention, by the way, if you're not subscribed to the show, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, by the way, the YouTube channel is blowing up. We have, uh, it's really just starting to get going. Didn't really use it last year. Search college football betting on YouTube. You can get the show there as well. That is separate from the Aaron Torres pod YouTube feed. But listen, here's the deal. It is week zero. Games are coming. No more time to waste. So let's jump right into our big 12 preview and there's only one place to start baby you know where it is it's with the team that is perpetually they're always back and this year it feels like they're backer than they've ever been back before i'm of course talking about the texas longhorns texas was your preseason big 12 pick by the media they also have the highest over under win total in this conference Nine and a half wins in the Betfred Sportsbook. That is their over-under. To bet the over, it's minus 140. To bet the under, it is plus 115. And listen, I'll say this. Two things can be true. Texas has a lot to prove. Steve Sarkeesian has a lot to prove. But there is a lot to be excited about with this team. Starting with Texas, look, obviously coming off an eight and five year last year, a, a significant improvement from year one to year two under Steve Sarkeesian. I can criticize him for this or that, but the team was much better. 
More importantly, the offense started to look like a Steve Sarkeesian offense. And remember, it happened in a season where Quinn Ewers did get banged up. Overall, over the course of the season, 24th nationally in scoring. I do believe that Steve Sarkeesian might be the best play caller and play designer in college football. I am far from a scheme expert. But it's amazing how often his best wide receiver always seems to be wide open. So credit to Sark. And really, just a fascinating year in terms of the personnel and talent that he has at his disposal this year. Look, it all starts with Quinn Ewers. We know that at quarterback. And I'll just be fascinated to see what we see from Quinn Ewers in year three in college football, year two as Texas's starter. Last year, a little bit up and down. We all remember the great game, the great half against Alabama before, unfortunately, he gets hurt. He goes down. Texas can't hold on. They lose to Texas Tech a few weeks later, but he comes back, starts to pick up the momentum. But really, by the end of the year, if you paid close attention, it was a little bit of an up and down year for Quinn Ewers. 58% completion percentage, 16 touchdowns, five interceptions. So it is interesting that everybody is so excited about Ewers in this offense. You actually look at the stats. They weren't overwhelming a year ago, but the bottom line is he was hurt. And this is his second year in the system. There's reason to be excited there. There's also reason to be excited because I think he has as much talent at his disposal as anybody in college football on offense. Obviously, Bijan Robinson is gone at running back. But third leading rusher, Jonathan Brooks, is back. A five-star named C.J. Baxter is in in that, def- in that uh, offensive backfield, excuse me. And then that receiver room is as good as anybody in college football not named Ohio State, okay? Returning in no particular order and coming in, I should mention, A.D. Mitchell, superstar transfer from Georgia, is in. Remember, they signed a great transfer last year named Isaiah Nayor from Wyoming who got hurt. He is back and healthy. Uh, Beyond him, Xavier Worthy, we all know how good he can be. Jordan Whittington, we know how good he can be. The tight end, Jatavian Sanders. Oh, by the way, Jonte Cook, five-star wide receiver. This is a loaded, loaded, loaded group. And finally, listen, again, I'm not a scheme expert. I'm not an NFL draft expert. But the offensive line, four starters back on that offense. Oh, by the way, Kelvin Banks, he's only a true sophomore. People are already talking about him as potentially the number one offensive tackle in the 2025 NFL draft. He's probably a three and one day one type guy at that position. Defensively, I'll say this for Texas. Again, I'm being awfully nice to Texas. Everybody wants to make fun of Texas. I see where the buzz is from. That defense was much better than people realize a season ago. You go back to last year, gave up just 21 and a half points per game. Again, I don't think people realize that this was one of the better defenses in the Big 12 a season ago. Um, On top of that, 21.6 points per game allowed. Also, pretty good against the run 32nd nationally need to get better in the secondary gave up 242 yards per game but the one thing about texas you know they got talent everywhere uh listen the 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 front seven is solid you look at some of the guys they have there tavondre sweat baron sorrel excuse me at linebacker jalen ford was a monster 119 tackles a season ago 
Uh, and beyond that, some interesting pieces in the secondary, including a name that many of you may remember. Jalen Catalan transfers in from Arkansas. This guy was a stud during that 2020 COVID season for the Razorbacks. That was year one for Sam Pittman. And unfortunately, the last two years, he's been banged up. He's been hurt. It's been in. It's been out of the lineup. If he could stay healthy, he's one of the best safeties maybe in all of college football. So there's a lot to like there. Finally, when it comes to Texas, let me just say this. Schedule by no means easy, but not impossible either, right? The big one is obviously at Alabama early in the season. We know about that. Um, Big 12 schedule is interesting from the uh, perspective of Texas. They do. I found this very interesting. Obviously, you play Oklahoma and Dallas. You do get Kansas State at home. This is what's interesting to me, though. Three former Southwest Conference rivals in the state of Texas, you have to play them all on the road. You have to play at TCU. You have to play at Baylor. You have to play at Houston. So the schedule is not easy. Now, in terms of that over-under win total, listen, to me, bluntly, this is a total stay away. Uh, some people love Texas. I'm just not there yet. I, uh, Texas fans think I hate them. I'm just trying to be realistic. I've said it many times this offseason. Steve Sarkeesian has never won more than eight regular season games. Quinn Ewers, as I said, I expect him to be better in year two in that system under Steve Sarkeesian. 56% completion percentage last year needs to be better, has plenty of weapons. And then also bluntly, the schedule is not that easy. I'm a little higher on Bama than most, so maybe that plays a role. But at Bama, and then like I said, those three in-state road games at Houston, at Baylor, at TCU, not saying Texas isn't as good as any of them, but you are going to have hostile crowds in the final season for Texas in this conference. So to me, nine and three feels about right. Again, that's kind of who Steve Sarkeesian has been, right? Couple of nice wins, couple of nice performances, a weird loss or two here or there. And so bottom line to me, total stay away to me, nine and three feels about right. I think they can get to 10 and two. I don't know that we're going 11 and one. That means you got to, pro- that, that means you, if you lose at Bama, you're running the table from there. That's a tough ask. This feels like a nine and three, 10 and two type team to me. Stay away on the over under. Let's keep it going with the other team entering their last season in the Big 12. And I'm, of course, talking about those Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma, like the Texas Longhorns, their over-under win total in the Betfred Sportsbook is nine and a half wins. Most of the money actually coming in on the under. Bet the under at nine and a half, minus 125. Bet the over at plus 100. In terms of Oklahoma, listen, you don't really need me to tell you the story of last year. It was year one under Brent Venables. A lot of people were excited. I was one of them. And it all started off so nice, right? It all started off so great and so lovely and so wonderful. 3-0, and you win at Nebraska, you destroy Nebraska, and we're all sitting there saying, this is the best of both worlds. The offense is great, but they're tougher, they're more physical, they're more this, they're more that. And then, unfortunately, it fell apart pretty quick. Lose the following week at home to K-State get blown out by TCU the week after. And then on top of that, you get blown out by Texas. Now it is worth noting that the two blowout losses 
at TCU and at and Texas in Dallas. Those were games where Dylan Gabriel got hurt against TCU and did not play against Texas. And that's worth noting because Dylan Gabriel, we don't really like, like it feels weird, right? In the grand scheme of college football, we talk about Caleb Williams and Quinn Ewers and whoever Carson Beck and whoever wins the job at Ohio state, JJ McCarthy at Michigan. Nobody talks about Dylan Gabriel and how awesome he was a season ago. 3,100 yards passing for Dylan Gabriel a season ago in his first year as the uh, Oklahoma head, uh, Oklahoma head coach, Oklahoma quarterback, 25 touchdowns, six interceptions. He will have plenty of talent around him, much like Quinn Ewers. Jaleel Farouk is back at wide receiver. Drake Stoops is back at wide receiver. Andrell Anthony, a transfer from Michigan. Brennan Thompson, a transfer from Texas. And oh, by the way, did you see this? Austin Stogner, a blast from the past, was a star there in the Lincoln-Riley years at tight end. When Lincoln Riley leaves, Austin Stogner transfers to South Carolina, then announces a transfer back this offseason. He is back at Oklahoma for his final season of college football. So that's the offense. Here's the thing, though. When it comes to Oklahoma, you already know. Where their struggles came from last year, they were awful defensively, okay? And so, I, 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 like I said, I was critical of Brent Venables. And the reason I was critical of Brent Venables was because you're a defensive coach. This off, this defense can't be that bad. And don't tell me it's only because Lincoln Riley left a mess. Lincoln Riley's defense wasn't great in his final year. It wasn't that bad either. The numbers are jarring. 98th nationally in points allowed. 121st nationally and ninth out of 10 teams in the Big 12 in terms of yards allowed, total defense, 105th nationally in rush defense, giving up almost 200 yards per game on the ground and 273 yards per game in through the air. So there's no excuse. You got to be better. End of story. Bottom line. The good news, if you're looking for a silver lining, it's this, is that the defense, they went hard in the portal. Desan McCullough is probably the name to know. Transfer from Indiana, former five-star. He was really one of the highest-ranked players in the history of Indiana football when he committed. Was a freshman All-American a year ago. Six and a half tackles for loss, four sacks in the Big Ten. Devon Sears from Texas State. Uh, Rondell Bothroyd, excuse, Bothroyd, excuse me, from Wake Forest. Trace Ford from Oklahoma State. That is right in interstate, interbedlam transfer. And so I'll give Brent Venables credit. They had a weakness. It was addressed. They did really good in the portal. The five-star kid as well is there. Uh, uh, the kid, the uh, the kid that, uh, tra- uh, the, the five-star kid, I apologize. I'm not even going to try to say his name. But the bottom line is, look, I give Brent Venables credit because he saw a glaring need. And he said publicly, right, I don't want to be a portal guy, but we needed to address this in a hurry, and he did. As far as the schedule is concerned with Oklahoma, one, they are a beneficiary, much like Georgia, of the fact that the Georgia-Oklahoma game got canceled because they will be SEC rivals a year from now. So you look at that out-of-conference schedule. They play Arkansas State at home. They play SMU at home. They play at Tulsa, which is kind of a weird game. 
but there's really no excuses not to be 3-0 and going into Big 12 play. And then even in Big 12 play, not as bad as, as you would think it would be. Open at Cincinnati. Remember, that is a league game now. You're going to turn on the TV that Saturday, I guarantee it. You're going to be like, Oklahoma at Cincinnati. What do, oh, that's a Big 12 game. And then they play Iowa State at home in their second game before they, of course, play Texas in Dallas. Beyond that, they do have to play uh, uh, at Oklahoma State, which is obviously a big one. Final Bedlam game. We all know that. I think it's worth noting they play at BYU in November. So that could be, again, a new Big 12 school. That could be, you know, a, a, a 7.30, um, 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Could be 10 degrees outside when they play it. So that's kind of worth noting. Good news, you don't get Kansas State. TCU is at home. And so if we all kind of agree, TCU, Kansas State, and, and Texas are the other three probably favorites in that league. Um, you avoid Kansas State altogether. You get TCU at home. You get Texas on a neutral field. Finally, let me say this. So so let me, let me backtrack. I actually like the over here. I will be betting the over on Oklahoma, but let me explain why. Listen, I, I, I love Venables going into the year, hated him in the middle of the season, but something stood out to me as I looked at Oklahoma coming out of last season. Oklahoma went six and seven. They lost seven games. That is unacceptable to, at Oklahoma. Here's the wild part, though. Of those seven losses, five were by a single score, a touchdown or less four were by a field goal four were by a field goal for the Oklahoma Sooners. I want to read you the last couple losses of their season. They lost their bowl game 35, 32 to Florida state. They lost at Texas tech to close the regular season. 51, 48. They lost at West Virginia, 23 to 20. They lose to Baylor at home, 38 to 35. Their final four losses of the season were by a field goal or less. The only games they got blown out, as I said earlier, Dylan Gabriel wasn't available. So if you keep Dylan Gabriel healthy and you are just a play or two better on defense, you have a chance to be really good this year. I like Oklahoma. I think it's about 10 and two, but they are my official bet for a best bet in the big 12. I like Oklahoma to go over the nine and a half wins. Last team before we'll take a quick break. Probably be remiss if I didn't mention, oh, I don't know, the reigning national runners up. And listen, I know that it didn't work out well for TCU against Georgia, but guess what? Georgia makes a lot of teams look bad. And I don't think we should undersell what Sonny Dykes did in year one uh, in his regime at TCU. This was a team that obviously went 13 and two overall. The Texas, uh, the, the TCU Horn Frogs went 13 and two overall, undefeated regular season. Uh, you lose in the bit conference championship game on the final play, but you beat Michigan in the in the bowl game, in the semifinal, and then of course in the national championship game, things don't go well. That's the good news. Incredible first year, 13 and two overall. Lot of reason for excitement going into this year. Here's the concern. You know all those guys that helped them get to the title game? They're all basically gone. Max Duggan, NFL. Uh, Kendra Miller, leading rusher, NFL. Quentin Johnson, leading receiver, first-round pick. A uh, bunch of guys on defense, gone. 
And this was kind of shocking when I saw it kind of doing my prep. TCU had eight players drafted in the NFL a season ago. One, it's actually a little bit of a credit to Gary Patterson, the former head coach, for his evaluation and the things that he did. But then, oh, by the way, it's a credit to Sonny Dykes for getting the most out of those players. But this was a talented roster, and now all those guys are gone. And it is worth noting, you know who else is gone? Garrett Riley, offensive coordinator, is obviously uh, headed to Clemson, where he has taken over that role. Now, in terms of who's in, one, Chandler Morris, obvious name you need to know, was actually the starter coming out of fall camp last year. People forget that. Gets hurt week one against Colorado. And then from there, it's the Max Duggan show, and Chandler Morris never gets the job back. But this was the guy, won the job a year ago, and he'll have plenty of talent around him. Keep in mind, TCU did very well in the transfer portal. Uh, Trey Sanders, former running back at Alabama, he is in. JoJo Earl, former wide receiver at Alabama, he is in. On top of those guys, there is also the transfer wide receiver from Oklahoma State. Uh, The name to know there uh, from Oklahoma State, I'm blanking on his name at this particular moment. We'll go, we'll skip that part. But the point is, Bunch of really good players transferred in. Um, And there's a lot of reason for excitement that you can keep this going with the offense. Defensively is where I'm a little bit concerned. The problem that I see with this, by the way, the name was J.P. Richardson. I don't know why I tripped up over that, but J.P. Richardson's second leading receiver at Oklahoma State last year is in, and he is going to be a star on this team. Now, in terms of the defense, this is where I get a little bit concerned, okay? This is where I get a little bit concerned on 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 this team is that if you go back to last year, they weren't terrible, but they weren't very good. 89th nationally in points allowed, 29 per game, 94th nationally in yards allowed, 408 per game. And this was a team that really the success came from the offense and from Max Doug. The success came from the offense and it came from Max Duggan. And I think that's that's important to note. I mean, even some of the wins gave up 40 points to Oklahoma State, get the win, gave up 31 points to Kansas, get the win, gave up 34 points to SMU, get the win. Never mind that in the college football playoff, gave up 45 points to Michigan and get the win, and then obviously against Georgia. So the defense needs to be better. And lastly, let me say this about TCU. Do not love the schedule. One, listen, I know I'm going to get dragged for saying this. Colorado is not terrible. They open with Colorado in week one. I think Shador Sanders and that crew can put up points on TCU. It's at TCU. TCU, I believe, is going to win. I feel very confident in saying that. But I've already said that's my week one best bet. At one point in the summer, TCU was a three-touchdown favorite in that game. And I believe that that is a game that, that Colorado can keep close. Beyond that, you look at the rest of the schedule. It's not easy couple interstate big uh out of com- uh interstate big road games at Houston again Houston not very good the last couple years under Dana Holgerson but first year in the league first conference game against TCU they want to make a statement you also have to play at Kansas State Kansas State beat you last year you have to play at Texas Tech we'll talk about Texas Tech in a minute they should be much improved end the season at Oklahoma those are four pretty tough road games at Houston at Kansas State at Texas Tech and at Oklahoma. You do get Texas at home. 
You do get a couple other big games at home. BYU, I think, is probably better than people giving them credit for. Baylor as well at home. Bottom line, the schedule isn't easy. The over-under, I don't know if I officially mentioned it. It is seven and a half. This one just feels like a total stay away. I, I think they get to eight and four, but they lost a lot off last year's team. They lost a lot of talent. Uh, they lost a lot of experience. They lost their offensive coordinator. And I think there's a couple losses here to be had. And keep in mind, the other thing is, every game was a close game. They won them all last year. At some point, the, you regress to the mean. You can't win every game on the final play like, like they did last year. Beat Oklahoma State in overtime. Rallied to beat K-State in the regular season. Rallied to beat Baylor basically at the buzzer final kick of the game. So to me, this team feels like a stay away. I think eight and four is the ceiling. If I had to bet it, I'd probably take the under. I just want to do, take a quick break. When we come back, I do want to hit on K-State. Some believe that is actually the best team in this conference. And then we'll just rip through everybody else. It's a 12-team it's a league. We got to be quick. This won't be an hour and a half long podcast. Quick break. Be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. By now, you know Betfred's story started in 1967 in the UK, over a 1,000 shops in the UK, and they have now come to the United States and made a major splash. They are the presenting sponsor of not only all things Aaron Torres Media, but the Colorado Rockies, the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals. And what I love about Betfred, nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred does. I've been telling you that for a year. We have sent... Listeners of the Aaron Torres pod to Denver Broncos VIP tailgates. The Betfred suite at Cincinnati Bengals games is rocking. Betfred betters have thrown out first pitch at the Colorado Rockies games. Nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. And here is what they are doing for you right now. How about this? Bet $50 on any game. Get up to $1,111 in free bets. Here's how it works. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app. Bet 50 bucks on anything you want to bet on. 
you automatically get $111 in free bets. But beyond that, you get up to $200 in insurance for your first five weeks as a Betfred customer, totaling $1,111 in free bets. I've told you for a year, nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. They're the only book that I bet with, and I want to thank Betfred for being our presenting sponsor. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. I'm back. Let's get to the rest of the Big 12. We will try to rip through. We got nine teams left. To be blunt, I think most of them are stayaways, but we'll do very quickly a couple thoughts on the nine remaining teams in the Big 12 outside of Texas, Oklahoma, and TCU. I guess we probably should start with Kansas State. That's because while Texas and Oklahoma take up so much of the Big 12 oxygen, and TCU, of course, is the national runners-up, You know who actually won the Big 12 last year? It was Kansas State. That's right. They go to Jerry World. They beat TCU on a walk-off field goal, win the Big 12, go to the Sugar Bowl, lose to Bama. But it was still a heck of a year for Chris Kleiman uh, in Manhattan. In terms of the good and the bad, by the way, I should mention, first of all, the over-under win total for those Kansas State Wildcats uh, in the Betfred Sportsbook, the Kansas State Wildcats coming into this year. They're over under very interesting seven and a half. The money is coming in on the over at minus one eighty. What's interesting about them. There's some really positive things about this season and some really negative things as well. Positive. Remember it was actually Adrian Martinez who we thought was going to be the starter last year. He was will Howard almost in a similar fashion to Max Duggan eventually gets the job. He takes over. He's the guy that led them to their success Now, he wasn't great last year, 59% completion percentage, 15 touchdowns, four interceptions, a little limited in what he can do, but as I just said, doesn't really beat himself, doesn't really make the mistakes that cost you. On top of Will Howard, how about this? I think you can legitimately argue K-State may have the best offensive line in college football. All five starters are back. I believe the stat is four of them are sixth-year seniors, something like that. Uh, But this was a top-20 rush offense last year, and they bring back all five of their starters. Beyond that, I will say there are some negatives as well with this offense, as I just mentioned. Deuce Vaughn, kind of the do-it-all guy out of the backfield. Remember, he was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, His dad was a scout for the Cowboys. He's crying in the war room. 
He's gone 1,500 yards, rushing 42 catches for Deuce Vaughn. So that shows you how valuable he was. A couple other wide receivers are gone this year, including Malik Knowles, who was their best wide receiver. Uh, he is now playing in the NFL with the Minnesota Vikings, a guy that is now in the NFL. Defensively, kind of the same. Some reasons for excitement, some reasons for concern. The biggest concern is they lost the uh, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. Another name that I am going to trip over, by the way, Felix Anaduki Uzoma, who was a first-round pick, by the way, of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's gone on a positive note up front. There are still a couple really nice pieces Brendan Mott, seven tackles for loss, six sacks last year. Khalil Duke, uh, Khalid Duke, excuse me, five TFLs, three sacks. And then at linebacker, Austin Moore is back as well. As far as Kansas State's schedule is concerned, kind of interesting and not easy to start for the Kansas State Wildcats. They play at Missouri in week three. Missouri, we talked about it on the SEC East preview, think they should be pretty good. We found out this past weekend, Missouri, they are not going to name a starter going into the year. Brady Cook and Jake Garcia are both going to get reps early in the year. Then th two of their first three, this is now back to Kansas State, two of their first three Big 12 games are on the road at Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech. They play at Texas later in the year. The good news is they do get TCU at home, no Oklahoma in Oklahoma's final season in the Big 12 terms of the over-under, probably a stay away from me, but I do kind of agree with the betters. If I had to lean anywhere, it would be with the over. It's not always going to be pretty. Will Howard is limited, but that offensive line speaks for itself. Really smart, fundamental team doesn't beat themselves. I would lean over with Kansas State. Let's go through a couple other teams, uh, you know, kind of those old school Big 12 teams. We'll get to the four new schools in a minute. First one, Texas Tech. Their over-under is seven and a half wins in the Betfred Sportsbook. And I'll tell you, you know, Texas Tech to me kind of feels like the Internet's team. Like, it just feels like at some point somebody was like, you know, Texas Tech, they should be pretty good this year. And then everyone just kind of agreed, oh, they're going to be awesome. And I get it. I like Joey McGuire. Everybody, actually, everybody likes Joey McGuire, former Texas high school coach, second year at that school. Again, very revered, well-respected, all that good stuff. But at the same time, there are concerns. One, Tyler Shuck is back for another year at quarterback. The big thing with him, can Tyler Shuck stay healthy? He's a guy that's been in and out of this lineup uh, over the last couple of years. First at Oregon, where he started his career. And then last year at Texas Tech, he was good when he was playing. But can he stay healthy? The other big concern with Texas Tech, that defense is not very good. 92nd nationally in points per game allowed, 107th nationally in yards per game allowed. And remember, they're another team. They had a first-round draft pick on that roster last year in Tyree Wilson. He is now gone. What do we make of this team? think the offense will be really good. think the defense will be a little shaky. And the schedule, I'll be blunt, I really don't love for Texas Tech. They host Oregon in week two, which is going to be a wild game. I could see them actually winning that. But then they do have five Big 12 road games, nine conference games, five of them on the road, most notably at BYU late in the year. We talked about the impact that could have at Texas to close the regular season. That will be Texas's final Big 12 regular season game at Baylor as well. They get Kansas State at home. 
they're another one who does not play Oklahoma this year. In terms of the over-under, listen, I, I, I would probably lean under. Seven and five feels like a really good season for this team. This was a team that last year, they went seven and five during the regular season, win that eighth game in a bowl game. But the Big 12 is so good. Oregon in the out of conference, several big road games in the Big 12. Stay away, probably lean seven and five and the under. Really interesting team also in the state of Texas. That is the Baylor Bears. Baylor Bears over under a seven and a half plus 150 to bet the over minus 185 to bet the under. They, of course, were the defending champions in the Big 12 a year ago, and then it all kind of falls apart. By the way, you go back and listen to last year's Big 12 preview. I kind of called it, right? They lost a ton of talent off that championship team. Uh, Remember, a lot of it was recruited by Matt Rule, uh, but a bunch of defensive players, uh, a couple wide receivers, all that good stuff. The good thing is I do think they kind of took their lumps last year. Blake Shapin is back for a second year as the starter at quarterback. Think he should be better. Richard Reese was a thousand yard rusher a year ago. Monterey Baldwin, their top wide receiver is back. And really, I think what's interesting with them, Dave Aranda is a defensive head coach. They really struggled. They fired the defensive coordinator. They brought in somebody new in the off season and the early returns are really good. Although of course, every uh, new coordinator is awesome in the spring, but this was a team that was better than you probably remember on offense. 32 points per game scored, but also worse on defense than people remember 67th nationally in points allowed 57th nationally in yards per game allowed in terms of the schedule, really interesting schedule breakdown for Baylor. And that is because how about this? Their first five games are all at home. And how about this? Or their first four games are all at home and five of their first six, Texas state, Utah, Long Island. I didn't even know Long Island had a football team. Texas at home. Then they go to UCF. Then Texas Tech at home. So five of their first six at home. And then three of their final five are at home as well. Iowa State, Houston. They do have Kansas State and TCU back-to-back road games closed with West Virginia at home. No, I'm throwing a lot of information on you. I actually do slightly like the over. I would not bet it. But I think this is a bounce-back team. I think Dave Aranda is a good coach. Utah, I don't love playing Utah in the out-of-conference, but I think they probably get to about 8-4. Really quickly, how about this? We got four new teams in the Big 12 this year. They're over-under win totals. Houston, 4.5. BYU, 4.5. Cincinnati, 5.5. Central Florida, 6.5. There's only one that I really like. I do like BYU over 4.5. Bottom line is that, one, they did lose Jaron Hall, their quarterback. How about this? A a name from the past. Keaton Slovis is in at quarterback. Does have some nice pieces. Keanu Hill is back 36 catches from a year ago, seven touchdowns. Cody Epps, six touchdowns on 39 catches. Thought they did a really nice job in the portal, adding a bunch of guys. And don't forget, their offensive tackle is a former five-star, or their their starting left, uh, left tackle, excuse me, former five-star who began his career at Oregon. Defense, another one. New defensive coordinator, Jay Hill, the former Weber State head coach is in. Weber State was good last year. Jay Hill brought a bunch of his guys with him. And I think this, this team has a chance to be better than expected. Now, what is better than expected? That remains to be seen. But listen, you look at the BYU schedule, 
They do have Arkansas in the out of conference, which won't be easy, but they open with South or excuse me. They, they, they do have Arkansas in the out of conference, but in terms of everyone else, they open with Sam Houston at home. They open with Southern Utah at home. Those should be two wins. Cincinnati, they should be heavily favored. That is going to be a Friday night game that is already scheduled for 10 Eastern time should be heavily favored there. Then you look at the rest of the schedule. They get Iowa State at home, West Virginia on the road. They do have some of the tougher games in in the league to at Texas, Oklahoma at home. But the good news is they avoid Kansas State in this season. But you look at, they should start 2-0. Should beat Cincinnati at home on a Friday night. I think they can get to 5-7, and seven, maybe even 6-6. Six and six. They're the only one of the new teams that I like. Really quickly, we got three more teams to get to. You know, I really like Kansas with Jalen Daniels. My concern is their over-under is six and a half wins. Can't bet them to go seven and five. Oklahoma State, their over-under is six and a half wins. Sorry, they lost basically everybody. Their quarterback, Spencer Sanders, transferred to Ole Miss. Uh, their top linebacker, Mason Cobb, transferred to uh, transferred to USC. That guy whose name I forgot a minute ago, J.P. Richardson, is now at TCU. They lost a ton in the portal. Can't bet them. Finally, West Virginia, five and a half. I'd bet under. Neil Brown, to me, is a dead man walking. This guy feels like the Scott Frost, Brian Harson type guy from a year ago. Everybody knows if it doesn't go well, he's getting fired. Well, guess what? That is a team that opens at Penn State. That's not going to go well. Surprise, surprise. Um, and then also has a, a couple tough games early on in the conference schedule. West Virginia under five and a half would be my bet. I think he's out of there before too long. They have Texas Tech and at TCU just before the end of September. All right. I think that's it for this episode of the College Football Betting Show. These 12-team leagues are just too much with no divisions. We got we to get divisions back because I could do the SEC East and the SEC West, the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West. 12-team Big 12 felt like a lot. With that said, it is time for me to get out of here. If you're not subscribed to the College Football Betting Show with Aaron Torres, make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, College Football Betting with Aaron Torres. Um, And that's really it. Maybe a quick ACC preview this week, but next week, it's game week this week. And next week, we'll definitely have our week one preview. We will be talking LSU, Florida State, Utah, Florida. All the games, it's coming. We're here. I appreciate you guys and girls. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.